Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Two Bros and a Beard. My name is Asad. My name is Ibrahim. Hello, everyone. Uh, I recently watched Maverick, uh, Top Gun, uh, and it wasn't that bad. I had a lot of negative expectations for it, and um, it actually, I, I, I haven't genuinely been surprised by a good movie in so long, and this was this was just one of those movies. Have you have you seen the old Top Gun before? Like the the <clears throat> oh, how many? Isn't there like three? There's only two, one three? that I know of, and it had. Am I going uh, crazy? Or like in total, like three or it's something. Like a, like that. In the '90s, yeah, yeah the yeah, older yeah. one. I I haven't seen the older the one. Tom no. Cruise. But I thought there was a new one. Am I going crazy? I think there's. I'm going crazy. Um, I I I think there's only just one before this one. Let me hold on, actually look it up just because like I've. I feel like I've seen one, but like not the old one. If that makes yeah, any check, sense. Yeah, check, check. Just because. Yeah, no. Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. Top Gun, that's Maverick. I'm looking at. Oh, I guess it's just two. It feels like it's been around for a lot longer. There would be more, no? Yeah. I guess not. Nope. Top Gun 1986, Top Gun 20, uh, Maverick 2022. I'm going crazy. Never mind. Then <sighs> I have not seen either. Either. Okay, well then. I might have like, I... seen like clip it to the first one, like the older one, but mm-hmm. I have not seen. A full movie of it. I did not watch the older one, but this movie, with even have not having not seen that one, it's still really, really good. Um, I had a conversation, I think, with one of our friends a couple months ago, where we were talking about like how difficult plane movies are because they're so boring for people who don't understand planes. Um, but this movie managed to be very, very fun and interesting to watch, even if you didn't know anything about planes, just because of. I guess the characters and then the way they were explaining things and also the sound. And it's also Tom Cruise. So and it's like, also Tom Cruise. You know, Tom Cruise can, but, can put a hurting. <clears throat> I don't know if it's something about like, um, we were the only tickets we could get were like the front front row. I don't know if it's something about us being that close to the screen, mm-hmm. but the boom and everything, it was like probably the loudest movie I've ever watched. And I was like thinking, how the hell does the theater next to us not hear all of this because this is Sound so loud it's so loud um but like everything every boom every time they break the sound barrier every explosion every it's just awesome you feel the g's it's, it's really cool i feel like sitting in a, in, in a movie theater and watching certain movies like that like uh where there's jets or like spaceships or something like that in a movie theater it's worth it just because like you like you said like you hear the boom you're like dying from sound, but if you're gonna watch it like at home, you might not get as the same like reaction. Like if you watched certain movies like that at home, you're it's gonna be like two D instead of like the big like boom boom. No, I absolutely agree. Usually, uh, I don't agree with the um, I don't know this new like propaganda from like movies where they're like you need to experience it. In and the IMAX theater, 3D. in the most expensive room we have in this building. Yeah. Trust us. But this movie actually was so much better for being in XD, so much better for being on that bigger screen. Yeah. Well, actually, okay. Maybe not the screen size, but the sound. That's what the I was... The sound was good. When you feel like you're getting punched in the face from how fast this jet flies past someone, that is when it's, like, really worth it. And, again, this is coming from a guy not interested in planes, never really watched any of the Maverick movies, but this movie was still, like, actually a compelling movie, which was... Phenomenal. Have you ever been to those 4D theaters? 
Uh, the ones where you like smell. Like smell and like water or whatever. Yeah, I think I went to one for Spy Kids a long time ago. I went to one a long time ago, but it was for the Polar Express, and it was like in like a little. Uh, that it was awesome. in the shoot like Nutsberry Farms or something like in California. It was like <laughs> it was like a it wasn't even a full movie. It was like half the movie. It was like the the good parts. And bro, let me tell you, I was like, as a kid, I was like, this is the weirdest thing on earth. But now I'm like, oh, okay, sounds lit. Like I'm gonna go again. At least for once, I was an adult. I to sit in a chair and have someone with a spray bottle. The thing is, like, when I went as a kid, I did not know, like, what they meant. Also, I thought they would give us hot chocolate because there was a hot chocolate scene, but there was no hot chocolate scene. But, like, when I sat down, like, why is there speakers in the back of, like, the guy in front of me, like, his seat? Like, why is there speakers in the back of his head? Oh, that's where the water comes out. Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> now nah, that makes sense. Why are we here again, Mom? Hello? Mouth? The movie's starting. Shh. Okay. You, you know how, like, at museums and stuff, they also have something like this? Like, um... Kind of, yeah, yeah. Nature experiences in those, like, theaters they have? Mm-hmm. I've been to one of those. That was amazing. One of the... One of, like, the best of these that I've ever had was, um... I forgot. I think it's a museum in Chicago or something. It's, like, an observatory. But it's basically, like, the super big natural science museum and then in the middle is an arboretum right where there's like actual birds and on the side in their theater they had a dome uh amphitheater or whatever you call that i think there was a word but basically the the movie theater the screen was a dome oh. and the seats would go like all the way back what the and what i was watching was a space documentary and it was the most beautiful thing to see that on a curved dome screen, like literally like I was looking into the sky and the sky was moving. It was so pretty. I want to go back and do that because that was like one of the best that sounds, museum that experiences sounds in my cool. life. Bro, we should do an episode of museums. I love museums. I haven't been to them. I've been to like the same museum, but like nine different times. Have you never gone to like out of state museums? You've only been to like this. The DMA. only out of state museum I went to. Uh... Perot. No, like out of state, out of state museums was a history kind of like museum, whatever. I guess all history, uh, I guess all museums are history. Anyway, um, <laughs> a, a museum. That's a good point. Yeah, I said it, I was like, wait. History, are all museums just some form of history? Yeah, hold on. Unless mm. like, like the Perot technically isn't too much of history. It's more like science well, it's split. Yeah, and it's split. And even then, science is just like, it's it's documenting previous science, so it's like but it's science also like, history. But they also have like the really weird things like the earthquake simulator. That's not a history. It is It is because it's supposed to replicate how um, the older earthquakes were. Is it? It's supposed to give you a feel of like, I forget the name, but the, the when people were in those earthquakes in California and stuff, like the level of magnitude for their houses and everything. I guess. I don't know, but anyway. The only, yeah, uh, there's an argument. At a state... Museum I kind of went to was in Turkey. Well, that's like out of state. Yeah, that's like out of state, and it was it was a uh, shoot. This one was history, hundred percent. But I, the only thing I actually remember from that museum was it was kind of like the dome thing you were talking about, except instead of like being like a projector or whatever, it was paintings like on the roof or the ceiling of like a like of like a war, and so it just tells like on on like a ceiling just like the story the line, and you're seeing a guy like falling off the castle because it was painted on there and like the next guy getting jumped by a horse and like there was the tour guide with us who's saying it was kind of like directing us like as you look here you see that how the sultan did this this and this and this and when then this happens but like it's kind of really cool like the visual i don't know why it was on their like ceiling 
but it was on the ceiling. And you're kind of looking, and you're like, oh, okay. And the room was kind of small. I think it might have been a dome that I think about it. This I went like 2016, something like that, a long time ago. And it was just super cool just to see, like, that's how they decided to portray it. On a on a ceiling and painting and have a very small room where only, like, that one tour group can go at a time. And some dude telling me, and, like, his very funny Turkish accent, like, Yes, as the Sultan comes and he attacks the blah, 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 blah. Do you see the man just, just dying? But he's fighting for his country. And I'm like, wow, I'm I'm here for it. Yeah, tell me more. You want to write my bibliography? Yeah, that sounds really cool. Yeah, it was actually pretty cool. That's the only thing I remember from that trip. There's a kind lot of, 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 of uh, things like this that you're talking about. With like, It's a dome that tells a story in uh, in Paris, mm-hmm. uh, in uh, La Champs-Élysées, which is like a palace in the countryside. Yeah, big it. And then in the, <laughs> in the Louvre and then in, the, in Versailles, each of them has like, this royal palace where the kings and queens would live of their of their locations right and they are also pompous that they would put them on the roof too and i remember you can't take pictures in some of these rooms yeah. and i wish i could i have some that i snuck but Ooh. um yeah i'm that guy but i don't understand them because they're so biblical mm-hmm. that i don't know the stories but like this turkish one i could probably understand a little bit yeah. more when i was taking art but history it's just like angels and like naked dude people. yeah it's just like huh? it's wild when i was taking art history class and like some of the videos we got to watch like broke down like very famous paintings and stuff like that i sat there and i'm like well how do these people come up with like these paintings to represent this was it like this is stupid or like this is just like mind blowing. It's it's both. It's like stupid. Okay, this is just weird. Like I don't know what drug you have to be taking to draw this. But at the same time, it's like, what drug are you taking to draw this? Like, can I get some? Like, am I am I missing something? Mm. Is it mm. am I is my brain not fully matured yet or something? Like, how do you think of this? You know, one of the paintings, the, the only one I remember in all of my history art history class was one where like the, I can't I guess like the queen's daughter was getting dressed for like something and everyone is looking at you. But technically, they're looking at the king and queen when they walk into the room. Oh, the one with the mirror? Yeah, so they're they're looking into the... And everyone... Like, the whole perspective is not going to make sense because, like, there's no picture to look at it. Do you have, like, the name of the painting? I completely forgot what it was. Because while you're talking about it, let me look at it. I completely forgot what it was. But essentially, what what they're doing is, like, everyone's looking at you, but in the reflection of the mirror, you see that everyone's looking at the king and queen. But there's no king and queen in the picture. In fact, you are the king and queen. So... The question that was asked for the assignment was, who do you think is the main person uh, in this uh, painting? And everyone's like, oh, the, the the queen's daughter because she's the one getting dressed and all the maids are working on her, blah, blah, blah. Or like the painter because he's painting the uh, the queen getting dressed, or, uh, the, the princess getting dressed or something. But in reality, the answer after being broken down over hundreds of years by art history majors and, and weird <laughs> people with no lives in museums, they're like, the person in the painting that's important is actually you and i'm like hold on how did you come up with this is it this one yeah yeah i see in the background you see two people in the mirror but you don't see them in the picture yeah you have and you're the king and queen that's the king and queen and bro, you are them technically without like photo in hands bro I, that, this artist was smart but what is it you'd, called you'd have to look really close it's called las meninas sure l-a-s space m-e-n-i-n-a-s i think it's spanish it's spanish painter who made this but like you you i would i sat there i'm like very confused watching the like the video and i was eating i remember eating pretzels and i was like what is this guy talking about and then he said it in the end and he and he zoomed into the the, the back mirror and i was like 
that was the first time my mind was blown in like that whole class. I was like, hold on a minute. Am I about to change my major to become an artistic major? <laughs> this hold was up. fascinating. Hold on. Mm. It was just crazy. Like people back then, their art and like the way they put it on the roof and they're like, this is biblical because this is in this. And when the two fingers touch and you really look at it, it's mind and matter. And I'm like, damn, bro, let me get some of that drugs or whatever you're taking. I don't know. Before, um, you know, our art and before like people, we had like modern engineering and nothing to do really. Art was like the number one thing people were good at. Yeah. It was like the marketable, sociable skill. Like, you know, if if we were living back then, all the brown parents would be like, yeah, my son is an artist. He is a very good artist. He is so good at making marble sculpture. And you'd, you'd never imagine anybody saying that nowadays. But I just find that, yeah, like people who didn't even know how to read or write back then, like way, way back, would still make like... um. A lot of our um, mosaic, yeah, like uh, stuff in Islamic art is so pretty, mm-hmm. and it's it's it was made pre-Islam, post-Islam. It's just in that area of uh, Arabia, but it looks like so cool, um, like different cultures that have like very basic pictorial art, but they put it together to look so cool. Pots and everything from like Egypt and like Roman times and. How like every little thing they would just try to add art because that's all they, they could yeah. they have. It's had time for that. There's so much time. I remember learning like um, in order to become like a good like famous artist back then, like a long time ago, you can start off doing like little art here and there, blah blah, blah and portraits. But eventually, in, in order to actually make it, most people they have to work their way up to like doing some sort of uh, portrait for like a, a duke. Or like a priest, or like working for a priest, or something like getting hired. Mm, That's how they made it up there. Like they had to like get to some sort of like official person, mm-hmm. or like I guess like I don't know if you want to call it a priest, like part of like the fishy official people, but like some priests or like popes or something would be like, yeah, we need a uh, we need a mural for our church, and then they're like, okay, let's see what you got, and then you show them what you got, a little whatever you want to call it. And then maybe they get hired. And then eventually their name goes one person to another person down to WhatsApp hold line. And then next thing you know, you're like working for the queen. <laughs> so like that's, I remember that's how, maybe I'm wrong, but that's what I learned. Yeah. I just can't imagine like a society where I'm just the guy who makes pots in the village and everybody's like, this guy. This bro. guy right here. Yeah. He's, he's lit. my homie, bro. He's lit. He's I got all my pot from him. For all those good he pots. He's my bro. dealer. <laughs> you know, every, you know, when I send food with you guys in my to-go box he makes those boxes bro out of clay yeah, i know that guy clay yeah yeah he used to live with me he used to sleep on my couch i know and now it's just like oh you want to buy my thing on etsy it's five dollars please dude i saw a really cool painting the other day i was like oh buy some uh high school or something like that in like canada oh. i was like oh you know that's really cool it was on tiktok i was like let me go to her like uh her website see like how much it is maybe i'll buy it you know who knows you know I go on there, and, like, I'm, I'm changing, like, the currency from, like, uh, Canadian dollar to, like, American or whatever, and it was, like, you're selling your painting for $1,000? Like, USD? How? Why? Huh? And it already says, like, sold out, sold out, sold. So, like, people are buying your paintings for thousands of dollars? Who are you? <laughs> Maybe you that's why schooler? normal people hate artists now, because they started charging rich people prices. Yeah. <laughs> for all like, really nice art. I was, I was like, wow. Okay, so I'm just gonna screenshot this and send it to like Walmart to put it on the canvas. <laughs> I don't know what else to say. That's a that's 
you know, that's basically my philosophy with NFTs. Yeah. Just, just screenshot. It's not in the uh, it's not in the hexagonal uh, uh, box of the clip art. Uh, you can't actually save it because it's not an NFT. You don't anymore. have the license property yeah. uh, in the metadata of the file, okay, so you so. don't actually own the own the file. Yeah. Um, did you watch any interesting movies or anything? Uh, I, my, Maverick was my my pick, and and that was the that was the movie. Um, I watched a movie called Our Father. Mm. It's a Netflix original made in twenty twenty two. Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. Um, okay, but no, this movie I heard about it while driving back from the airport the other day on like the radio because for some reason I was a heathen and watching listening to the radio, and it was actually heathen hours. Yeah, I was. Uh, and the lady on there was talking about this movie called Our Father, and she explained it in the sense of. A fertility doctor was using his, uh, well, I'd say these words on podcast. He was using his seed. He was using his DNA. I feel like we're allowed to say these words. On he podcast. was using his biological material. We can, we, we just can't say the actual word, but we can get very close. But I feel like it's a scientific word, so we can say it. Yeah, fair, bro. He was using his sperm instead of like donor. Yeah, sperms. that's the good word. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm not gonna say the other stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he was using his like his like his sperm instead of donor sperms to like you know work on like fertility uh anyone who like wants what are they called fertility i was trying to yeah uh, get help yeah whoever wants like a fertility doctor like to conceive he was using his and not donors or like anyone else and (laughs) and the movie was about it's kind of like a documentary the movie was essentially people starting to figure out like why is this happening how is this happening how do i have a hundred siblings because the story starts off with like the one of the I guess now we call her like a lady. One of the ladies in there, she was like, oh, I wonder why my like mom and dad and family are all like brunettes and like dark eyes. And I'm a blondie with blue eyes. So she took like a 23andMe. And then she saw she had like seven half siblings. And eventually became eight. And then 12. And then 15. And she goes, huh? Why? And then they started like doing their own little investigations and stuff like that. Eventually it all led back to the doctor. The doctor's like... No, nah, bro, I've only done that once, and you should have minimum, or you should have maximum, ten uh, ten siblings. Come back to him again. You should have maximum fifteen siblings. We don't do this more than once, and they just kept like going at it, try to take him to court. It was never work. It was just the most interesting movie because I was like, huh, this happens. I I've never once like really thought about that. Apparently, I I, I watched some videos about this movie. And a part of the movie was they were interviewing his friends who were also practicing um, infertility. And they were saying that they would do the same thing, too. Yeah, at the end of the movie, they would give, they gave a couple of statistics. And it said, like, after um, this incident happened, like, very soon after, they figured out that 44 other doctors in the state were doing the same thing. Yeah. It's really messed up. Because, like, these people are really vulnerable because they already can't conceive. They're having trouble like yeah. that. And then all of a sudden, someone splooges your woman. Yeah, majority of the women want... Without you even knowing. Yeah. But... You you give your sample, so you think that they're using yours. Yeah, one of the women I remember saying, she was like, oh, um, my husband, like, I don't know what it's called. Like, he, he couldn't, like, his stuff don't work. Mm-hmm. And so they went in to, like, to get a donor. They were to talk to the donor. They met with the donor, right? And so like, they met, like, if I'm walking in, me and my wife, and I, you're the donor, I'm like, oh, yeah, you. I'm going to get, like, your yeah. a, a specimen and stuff like that. And we agreed, we signed a contract, you're getting paid, or I don't know how that works. Mm-hmm. But, and then this guy walks in, he literally, in the thing, he walk. Uh, the doctor goes to his office, makes his specimen, 
because it has to be like within a minute, like for it to be viable. Right. So that means he has to do it it's while the fresh. chick is like getting like getting ready on like the table to like do the operation. He's in his like office, mm-hmm. and then he would walk over and like use it. Yeah, that's and it's crazy. The weird thing about it, because I thought it was just a psycho, but later, like you know, looking into it, it was he he was like not just a psychopath. Like like a lot of these other doctors are just you know memeing around and doing it for fun. But he also, like, was a super white supremacist. Yeah. So, like, he he was trying not only to just keep messing with people, but he wanted to keep spreading the blue eyes, white hair, or uh, blonde hair genes. Like, he wanted to keep that going. So, yeah. that's why, I, I think that's it why was, he was it doing ended it. Up, some people, in the, I don't know if, I know part of it was a religious thing. Um, He was a very religious person who was part of, like, this weird cult. I don't remember the name for it. Right? Um, An actual cult? It was labeled as a cult. Oh, wow. Just because it's part of... I'm going to get canceled for this. I don't care. Um, it's part of like the, the... You're talking about a documentary. You're only quoting sure, facts. Sure. I'm, I'm quoting, I'm quoting the words. documentary, okay? Mm-hmm. It's not you. Christian cult of some sort, but it was kind of like... I'm going to say like far-sighted, not like a normal type of religious cult. But essentially the ideation behind it is to create as many like offsprings as possible. <laughs> and for the idea of uh you're making people to go fight like in god's name essentially that's what the the biblical um term is i guess like to go fight for god or whatever just mm-hmm. like to spread to like be religion martyr? huh to be a martyr or like to like spread i guess just yeah, just spread, right. religion, spread religion essentially religion. and so i guess like that's what he was trying to do because at one point like that's what they understood like the the verse he was saying kept referring to that because he said, uh, if I remember the biblical verse correctly, <clears throat> Jeremiah 1.5. Um, Actually, it was Jeremiah I think it, bro, it, might, it might be. That's what I remember. <laughs> it might be one fifteen or 1.5 or something like that. down to the line. Bro, I got you. Uh, but essentially, like, the wording, I'm not going to get the wording correct. But he, he, the way he said it was like, I knew you before you were born. So everyone understood, like, he planned, he knew that he was doing this. He planned this out. Whoa. And so it was like... Everyone was just crazed by that, and so they tried to take him to court. Didn't work out in the end, just yeah, because that was he, the weirdest part. That they, he got no punishment. What do you what do you label it as? as? Now there's a federal law for it, but back then, whenever this thing went down, there was no there was no law for it. I guess that's true. I mean, assault. It's not assault. Or, it's not labeled as assault. It's not labeled as battery. I mean, it's, it's not kind of sexual rape. assault, right? Nope. Technically, no. Fraud. It's not fraud. You walked into a. a the fertility doctor trying to get fertile. Now but, you are. That's not fraud. But you got what you asked for. You, you were not given, not really, because you asked for a specific specimen from a specific person. That's like me, that's like you coming into a store and you wanting an apple. And I just give you a green apple and you're like, no, I wanted a red apple. And yeah. I'm like, yep, but this is but an apple. Be happy. Th- there's very like thin things that happened that I cut off half of the stuff at. Like assault didn't work. Well, I didn't can work. imagine. Yeah, Fraud my basic understanding of like the legal loophole thing rape definitely. Didn't work. I think I I, I I definitely don't think it's rape. There was some people who were saying rape just because um, shoot, it was like a sexual intent and without consent or something like. There was like a really weird like wording. It for definitely it. was unconsensual, but I don't think there was sexual. Just because he would walk. Uh, I uh, explained this, but I'm gonna get it wrong. She so a, a patient goes in. Mm-hmm. So the uh, the way the thing works, she has put on like the the gown, I guess, like the medical gown, 
and then he w- he would go to his office, do his little thing, come back. come out, come back with his uh cup. Him being close to a woman that's getting undressed with a sexual intent, and with that like, what's that? We call it post syndrome because we're teenagers. But like that that high whenever like you of doing something do the naughty. Stuff. Yeah, yeah, that high. He walks back in on the lady who's like undressed. And then has to... And then d- uses his sperm instead of the donor sperm. So they were, they were like, people, like, they were breaking it down. Like, the documentary was, like, breaking it down. Like, this is how it would work. This is why. This is how... It, and But none of it would stick because the the attorney general at the time, like, the prosecutor at the time was like, none of that stuff sticks. Technically, none of that stuff sticks. I agree with this specific example, especially. I don't think that's right. But it's something. Yeah. I don't... I'm not legally versed. But that does sound like... So it, it, the critical component for me is lack of consent. Lack yeah. of consent, especially with anything in the financial purchase or anything that has to do with your physical body, is usually the number one trigger for any sort of law. So, but they did not cons- a battery. But, but they like, they did consent to get like a fertilite, uh, like a, a donor sperm to get a child, and technically that's what he provided. But they consented to a specific sperm. But sometimes that, that doesn't. Sometimes it. Uh, they don't like meet a specific donor or something like that. That's true. So it's That's just like a random using donor. Using something from the library. Yeah, what, what they said was they use, um, like, uh, shoot, medical residence donors no more than three times. Right? Okay, that's interesting. Yeah, if because if... And that's like a thing. Like, they were fine with that. Whenever people would walk in, they would hear that, that information. They'd be like, that's fine with that. If they were okay with any rando, and this rando just happened to be him, then I guess legally that makes sense. Like, yeah. that's fine. And then... And then, shoot, what was it? They, uh, also, people were talking about like how they would have so much work to be a medical uh, to to be a donor. Like, you can't have specific, you can't have diabetes, you can't have any like medical de- diseases, stuff like that. But later on in the documentary, they they explain how him himself, he said he made like perfect uh, offsprings and blah 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 and kids, but they all ended up growing up and having like certain like medical diseases or like. Um, heart syndrome i don't know some weird stuff like that but it was just like such a weird movie to watch just because i never actually thought about it and then you hear about it once and you're like dang that happened and there's also a hulu one i'm not sure or am i tripping i'm not sure mm. but i know like what he when he started doing it he was like in the 70s 80s and then this court case like happened in like 2015 oh wow that's recent. Yeah, because I remember, like, I watched, like, they had, like, clippets like, of, like, the, the news. 90s. No, no, I, I remember the, there was, like, clippets of the news, and it was, like, 2012, 2013, 2015, something like that. Weird. And the weird thing, like, it just the more that you, the longer you watch, the weirder you would get, just because at one point you see that one of the daughters, I guess, like, I'm going to call it daughters, one of the uh, daughters from him didn't know that, like, he did that, but she would still go to that doctor as her oh, OBGYN or whatever no. like as the person because she was all I guess she was also having problems or like checkups stuff like that oh. and she didn't know but he knew and he just didn't say anything for like 13 years or whatever and she had her children she had everything and like and she was like so you're technically related to me but I don't know this and you're just seeing me naked like this it's so weird everyone's like had an issue with it and the, his partner didn't know he was doing this either and he was like it was just crazy i was like this is wild imagine being out there actually generating siblings just being like mm, yes yeah like every single I time want to create more siblings every single time like someone would go on like uh 23andme or ancestry.com or whatever 
they would be like, oh, I have 15, 16, 17, 18, 19 See, siblings. That doesn't make sense to me because I didn't think that many people used Ancestry.com. So the chances they didn't, that all of these people at one went point, and used it, it was on the other. news. Oh, so then people were, so like, people were trying curious? To like, yeah, they're like, is that me? Because I also, like, all my siblings are brown hair, brown mm. eyes. And I'm the one blonde with blue eyes. I've never used it. I've we never should, used it. We should do that for a podcast episode. When, when we get to 100 episodes or on, on video, I'm down. That's so funny. And we really, we yeah, it, it would be more funny on video, yeah. for sure. But, like, it's just it's just weird and crazy. That's a messed up movie, man. Yeah. It was, it was, it was interesting. Like, uh, in the end, uh, he ended up... They said he ended up having like ninety four kids and counting. Jeez, Louise! Not even. Oh, and he I didn't thought you were jail. joking when you said like a no, no, no. hundred. No, I'm serious. He had ninety four kids and counting. Oh my god, he splooged so many people. <laughs> like it's 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 crazy. Man, oh god. Little... Speaking of trials, <laughs> well, speaking you like that, you like that. Something, anyway. something else. Um, speaking of Amber. Amber lost. Amber heard lost. Amber lost. It's crazy. Jack Sparrow uh, always wins. I think we talked about this two episodes ago or well, one episode ago. I'm not sure, but yeah. Um, but that's just crazy. Yeah. What, what was the thing? What was the tweet that you saw? Oh, the there was a tweet I saw that was really weird, but it was essentially like quoting the Pirates of the Caribbean movie, and they were like, "This was the day that you almost caught Captain Jack Sparrow," and like <laughs> it was like that's I'm not I'm not gonna lie, that's pretty good. That's that's pretty good. That's I fire, like that. Dude. I like that. Yeah. I mean, you know, especially as the case went on, like, my jaw just kept dropping. But especially when a lot of the evidence that Amber was turning out uh, turned out to be, like, doctored or fake, I, I was like, that's it. That's the linchpin. Yeah. Because any valid claims that she had to any genuine abuse that she might have had her out the window now. Because she she manufactured evidence to make Johnny look that way. I think it was when her friends came over with the wine and... Um, po- the cops had come over previously and no- nothing had happened, but I think that's just horrible. Yeah. And so I think she got, she got one count of defamation out of the three that she was asking for. And Johnny got all three. So she got 2 million and he got 15 million. Um, but then obviously legal fees and everything else. It'll, it'll, it'll chip someone away. Someone said that. 50 million. I don't know about 50. Somewhere along the line, someone said 50 and I was like, huh? Oh, the, from the headlines I've read, those are my numbers, but I could be, I could I, be I remember hearing the 15 thing, but I thought that was it. And then later on, I don't know if like someone said something or not, it was correct or not, but I heard 50 at one point. I was like, <laughs> bless your me? heart. Um, that would be, that would be crazy. Cause she's, she's already both. Yeah. She's already she's broke. So it, it, to splooge that much more, my, sorry for the, my usage of splooge so much, but <laughs> to take that much money from her would be like insane. She'd, she'd be mega her, broke. Her lawyer was, came out on like in an interview was like, yeah, there's no way she's gonna be able to pay all that. Her lawyer sucked anyway. Her lawyer was horrible. Dude, her, her legal team was, I don't know. Maybe it's just cause she was the losing side or maybe because she was the one that, public opinion was not and so that's affecting my like perception of her lawyers but i genuinely think there were like some goofs in the way that her lawyers did you were. see the uh shoot what was it called the expert uh expert, expert witness who was yeah, talking witness. about pirates of the caribbean yeah yeah that's when i was like okay any trust that I had in their ability to present evidence is just gone now and yeah. he also reverted everything he said he was like oh no i'm sorry I didn't mean that because they were actually like cat- calling him on his BS and they're like, why are you saying this? And he was like, JK, guys, JK, please forgive me. I'm sorry. I, I just, watched all the movies. The I know exactly who this guy is. I didn't even have to watch all of the trials. Like after I, I watched like a good three fourths of all of them and then they had that little two week break and I, I just didn't catch back up. 
But by the end, all of the headlines was just ridiculous. It was like an actual circus, just yeah. clown crap just happening. And I was just like, all right. Well. I didn't actually watch any of it. Like, I would see, like, clips from, like, TikTok every now and then of just, like, mm. jokes or, like, things are going on. And I'm like, yeah. There were some heated moments, dude. Yeah. There were some heated moments. Like, when Amber was describing um, a particular altercation she had with Johnny and a bottle. You'll probably see clips of this on TikTok. But it was, like, a very intense... But also a very intentionally descriptive take that she was giving. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like half like, oh my god. But then also I was like, but why is she doing this? She's like trying really hard. Um, She's trying to sell it. And there were like those moments with the lawyers that they were arguing and constantly having to go up to the stand. There were entertaining parts, I yeah. will say. And the most fun thing was watching someone else react to it. And then putting that on while I did something else. So I was like three layers into not listening really. But I could tune in when I needed to participate. And then I listened to the actual juicy um, I love how, many, how much like it got like reacted and like streamed. Like I know like if I ever like open up Twitch, it's just like six people watching it at once. Like on my like the little like timeline, whatever, for you page, whatever you want to call yeah. it. There's like there's always someone watching it and then after people will go play games better, but it's always being streamed. It it launched a bunch of people's channels as well. Like yeah. there were people who did not have record views, even though they were successful channels, and that the coverage of the trial alone peaked their viewership for the month, so they had to keep going. And that was very interesting to me. That was the hottest thing. Everybody had their own person to watch for this thing, and they were getting mad views. Yeah. Um, for all of their viewers, which is kind of crazy to me. That was I don't remember. That was that was weird. <laughs> Yeah, but there's there's petitions about like who want who they're gonna replace uh, her with in like an Aquaman. Oh yeah, I was like, I don't know, I don't think they will. They, I think they are gonna still keep her in the movie. There's a lot of petitions. There's a lot of movements. There's like <sighs> I saw one say that like there was like like a couple like a couple hundreds of thousands like petitions for someone else. I'm like, wow. yeah, I want to see. I mean, a goes. lot of women, even if they don't necessarily agree with the way Amber was like going about, are still like, yeah, she still stand stood for something that was important, um, and so in that way, she has a lot of supporters left still. Yeah. Um. So I don't know if I don't know why would they reverse the decision of a movie that's already in production. That would be kind of like a waste of money too. Oh, uh, how do I say this? Um. People are picky. People are picky. People are cancel culture. People are weird. People are willing to get Johnny out of everything if there's a word against him. Mm. So maybe they'll do the same thing to her now that she's being... That is true. They did the same thing to him. Yeah. A while back. So if if they're doing it to him, they probably will do it to her. I don't know how much job she's... She's going to end up working at like some weird like fast food or something i don't know she's gonna need to make the money back into a mcdonald's and she's like wearing a mask that people don't recognize him she's like hey what can i do take your order hi can i get your order okay you wanted a double double and uh okay 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 objection sorry Uh, okay (laughs) Uh, sorry uh leading i mean um you wanted what now you wanted a milkshake okay compound oh sorry sorry Sorry. is that your dog did it get stung by a bee (laughs) (laughs) did it actually get stung by a bee yeah that was the most question bro that was the most question i've seen on tiktok did her dog actually get stung by a bee oh man that's such a mean that's hilarious well i mean as we're gearing up for summer uh one big thing that i'm 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 thinking about a lot i wonder if you are too is vacations but kind of along the line of vacations is you know how you get there Mm -hmm. so i'm 
We're about to take you on a whole trip, bro. I'm about to pick up my mom from the airport right now. We always have to drop people off and pick them up. I've, I've went to the airport in the past, like, I'm going to say two weeks. More times than I have in the past year. No way. Actually? I went and dropped off people, picked up people, dropped off people, How dropped many off do you people. Think? What's your kill count? Uh, went and dropped off one, two, pick up three, picked up four, five, maybe six. No way. That's insane. And I'm just like, who that got, is a record who, high. Who got gas money? <laughs> who am I charging? For real. So all of these, are you going to like the international airport or are you going to the local airport? No, this is all like DFW. Oh, man. So you're going all the way out there. I'm going all and Bro, at one point, oh, I wasn't driving my, my sister when she was leaving with her husband to go to like her, her vacation trip. They came and took, uh, they came and picked me up from like my house because they have like the car seat in the back of the car. And they're like, <laughs> you know, when you pick us up, we're still going to need the car seat for the child. So like, why don't you just drive the car back? And I'm like, perfect. I don't have to waste my gas. And then I remembered, I don't even have enough gas for me to even drive my car to yeah the airport bro the other day morning of i filled up my gas full tank perfect i was on the last two like lines full tank right i drive to the airport pick up the people come back drop them off at home get to my house almost like almost a little over half of, uh, a little over a quarter of my tank is gone no way just from one trip to the airport? Yeah, and I'm like, how? <laughs> what? Gas huh? is nasty these days, bro. I, I, and I paid like $50 on that. From like $420 to $430 to $415. Like, I it paid, just keeps fluctuating. I paid $414 that one day. Ooh. I paid, ended up paying like $48 or something like that for gas. Oh, man. I'm on my and, last 40 miles. I'm and right now, if you out. go check my, uh, my gas right now, it's essentially at like half tank. And I just drove it like... Like a couple times. You know, I, I asked my dad, I was like, in situations like this, what do you do? Because economically, we don't make enough money to keep up with gas. Yeah. How do you how do you keep up with the rising, like, uh, uh, weight of gas on your bills? And he's like, you have to either work for, like, you have to charge more for your services. Yeah. You have to ask for a raise, or you just don't drive. And I was like, huh? Yeah, no, like, the other day, uh. How do I go to a job if I do not drive? Huh? <laughs> exactly. How Literally? do I make money if I do not make my parents were like, can you just not go out for a week? And so that's why, like, today was the first time I left my house, like, like you know, go hang out or whatever, like, record or whatever, in, like, a while. Not driving to airports, just, like, actually go out, go out in a while. I didn't even fix my beard. I was like, F it, bro. I'm going to let it, like, grow out. I'm just going to be a bum. And today, like, I have a wedding coming up this weekend or whatever, so I have to, like, actually trim my beard and not oh, look like yeah. a bush. Because it's a bush right now. Like, I, I just... Go get a line out. There's no... No reason for me to leave the house because it's forty dollars, forty eight dollars a gallon, or not a gallon, whatever. Yeah, I know what you mean. But like, it's just don't be expensive. I had a little. I, I was talking to you guys about this. I had a little uh, phase of time where I had to quarantine. Nothing happened. Thank goodness. I was I was all clear. He's sick. But during that time, I was also like going so stir crazy that I was like, okay, what can I do in my life just to spice things up? And I shaved my beard. I took as many showers as I could. <laughs> I walked outside a lot. I was sitting in my room a lot. And I was just like, this is what purgatory feels like. Yeah. This is, a like, I don't remember the pandemic in the beginning being that bad. But I swear to God, that five days that I was just stuck inside was the worst of my entire life. I was just rolling around on the floor making up crap to do in my head. I was just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But what if I was like a, 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 
uh, tiny Tina's Wonderland, and I was like shooting guns at people, and then all of a sudden the dragon flew through the room, and then all and then you would go on Amazon and like spend twenty minutes on there and be like, oh, the yeah. one thing that I didn't have is Amazon because my dad's like dealing with some uh, fraud right now in his account, so everything is frozen, Aye. so I can't even like. I can't even get all the stuff that I didn't mean to get, which I'm not. A per- I'm, I don't spend a lot of money at it, but I've had like a buildup of stuff that I retail needed to get. therapy, and and uh, uh, like the the air conditioning was just pissing me off. My sheets were pissing me off. My clothes were making me mad. Why? Okay, one thing I hate is like wearing the same clothes all day. Mm-hmm. So for me, I feel re- I feel really productive if I just change my clothes if I'm not in my pajamas all day. But the annoying thing is when you're not leaving your house or your bedroom, you feel kind of stupid changing your clothes just yeah. to change your clothes. Yeah. So I didn't change my clothes because I was like, logically, this doesn't make any sense. But then I felt really bad. And then I was like, what am I going to do? Well, and then I was just in this loop and I was like, just feeling bad and it sucked. But and now that you're out, <laughs> uh, now that I'm out, I feel I, I feel great. But I've also been dropping off and picking up a lot of people from the airport. Not six. Not nearly six. I think, like, maybe three. Right. But um, it's still a lot. And I I can expressly say I hate the airport. For no Muslim reasons or cultural reasons. I just hate the airport. We'll, we'll get into that part later. But then, yes, <laughs> the adding all of that together, you'll understand. Um, Nobody knows how to drive to the airport. That's I, my biggest thing. That's the beginning of the process. I was just going to say, where's the beginning of the process? Yeah, exactly. Driving to the airport. Freaking sucks, dude. People, like leave all of their morals on the toll booth before they get to the airport yeah they're like ah <laughs> where do i drop off my luggage they just, when they get their toll ticket they just put it on the counter and they just zoom and and by the time that you get to the airport i've seen ruthless people like cut people off park like sideways just to open their trunk to fill up another lane and it's the most like egregious form yeah. of driving I've never understood I, I, it. I, I don't know what people think. I think. I understand if you're like, you're in a rush. You have to go uh, catch a fight. I understand that. But I've been picking up people more than I have like dropping off people. I know you're not in a rush. This guy just got off his plane. What are you in a rush for? To get back to home? To sleep? Dog. He's not even outside. What? Leave the person. Stop how, driving like an idiot. How, how early... Do you or your family typically leave for flights? Because that kind of di- dictates the way you get in and all of the traffic sure, and yeah. everything. Uh, if it's like an international flight, my family tries to be out like, I think the closest we've ever been to our flight was two hours. Okay, that's so you're still pretty diligent. Yeah, but like most of the time, I remember like when we flew to like Egypt a couple years ago, we were like in the airport three and a half hours out before. Oh my god. I was like, why? They're like, because we have to get through customs, and I don't know this, and then there's this, and I was like, bro, I am too young and sleepy to deal with all this. Y'all, bro, I'm asleep. Especially international flights, because sometimes they're like at 5 a.m. I feel that, bro. You're, yeah. just, you're just like, I mean, I just want to be unconscious right now. Bro, my sister's flying back in this. from her trip, and I have to pick her up. Her flight gets like back here at 4.30 a.m. Yummy. We pull an all-nighter, boy. Yummy. We love those. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, I hate you. Couldn't you not have like thought about when you're going to fly back? I think my family, we like to be two hours early, especially everything. Right. But we're never two hours early. We're always like 30 minutes before our flight, which I like. Right. Because that means I don't have to sit there as often. Yeah, but yeah. for them, they're like... And they have genuine concerns. I think before... Uh, the Patriot Act happened, and before 9-11 and all of the airport security stuff. Before you were born? Before I was born. Um, because all of the airport was a lot more free and a lot more, how do you say, less uh, fascist, mm-hmm. uh, people 
would have more variables that would randomly make them stop because everything wasn't streamlined. So our parents' concerns of going that early kind of made sense. Yeah. But nowadays, that's only ever happened like twice where security was randomly long or something or something. I guess 30 minutes before their flight always has been like long lines and TSA and everything. But usually one hour, it's not that bad. Yeah. And I just don't understand, like, what do you do when you get there? For me, I'm doing the same thing I would do on the plane, except I'm not comfortable. I'm just sitting there with all my bags, freaking yeah. my, my neck pillow, all my, my brothers around me, all was huddled in one of those little chairs in the gate. And we're just sitting there. And I'm just watching Netflix or something I've downloaded trying to pass the time. That's what you do. You sit there and you either, like, go get food or, like, a drink or something like that. You sit at your gate and you waste time until the, uh, the flight starts. Every time, every time my family is at the airport, and we want to go eat some food. We like basically, um, because of like halal eating restriction and all that stuff, it's extra like a game yeah. where we just look around and we're just like, okay, where do we want to spend a lot of money to eat not <laughs> a lot of food? I remember we ate at an Olive Garden one time in an airport oh. in New York. And it was really good because it's Olive Garden. But it was like so expensive. Yeah. And my dad was like, even he like bit his lip when he looked at the bill. And I was like, dad, listen, man, we can spit it up. If you want, we can, you know, give it yeah, back. I can throw up. I can say I found a cockroach in my, in my drink. I'm sure, they'll have, I'm sure they'll take a refund of some kind, yeah. right? And I don't think I've ever, like, properly eaten in an airport since. All, my go-to whenever I go to an airport, especially if it's, like, a 5 a.m. or something, yeah. is I just go to McDonald's, wherever it is, and I'll just get, like, an egg and cheese sandwich because it's, like, the best breakfast if you didn't eat breakfast. When I, you- I usually don't, like, eat, eat when I go to, like, an airport. Like, if I have, like, a layover or, like, I'm going to be there for a while. Sure, I'll get, like, a sandwich of some sort. I don't get, like, a big meal, but I'll get, like, a sandwich or, like, a drink. But most of the time, I get, like, a Sprite or something mm. for no actual reason just because, like, I feel like it's become a tradition to get a Sprite. But, like, most of the time... Is airport Sprite prop popping? No, it's just like, the same Sprite Aww. as everyone else gets. It's, like, the bottle of the green that's clo- is closed. It's not even, like, it's the, spicy the, a little the Mexican bit. Sprite? Nah, it's, like, it's a little, bit, actual it's a little bit fizzy, but, like, nah, it's just normal. Okay, well... But, like, I try not to eat just because I know for a fact the line is going to be long and it's going to be expensive. That is true. Our airport lines for food always are long. Right. I don't think a lot of people want to eat the I food. went to California a couple months ago. The line for a Whataburger in the airport, dude, it was to the back of the airport. Like, I was like, uh, I'm still not hungry anymore. Yeah, whoever decided to turn the, like, gate right after TSA into a mall, they were big brain because yeah. they, like... 5x is the revenue of an airport. Oh, one of the flights uh, back from like that same California trip, we stopped at uh, the, the airport in Arizona. No, in Austin. Same thing. A, a whatever S. Uh, a location. Yeah. That airport, smaller, you know, not a big deal. It's like it looks like a, just a strip of building. It has so many restaurants. I was like, where do I eat, bro? Do I go get a little bit of this and a little bit of that? Nope, money. We're going to this one place where they had taco. Dude, it was expensive, but it was kind of good. There was like a little taco bowl I got from this place. Tacos. Uh, taco bowl with like shredded uh, brisket on it. Ooh, that was good. Anyway, but you know, like, you know one thing I've always wanted to do that I just never have been able to? Huh. You know the, uh, um, what you might call it? 
I don't know the name for this genre of food place, but like you know those places that look like breweries or like beer places yeah. in airports, and they look like they're just having so much fun because everybody's just chilling, watching the game on the TV. I've always wanted to go to one of those, but I have literally no purpose in being there. Yeah, um, it's 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 very redundant for me to even stand in the vicinity, so I just don't. But I always would want to go to one of those things because they look really merry. It's it seems like a good way to pass the time. At least, yeah. you know, you get to watch sports, you get to sit in a bar, eat some food that makes you really thirsty, you drink a bunch of liquid that quenches the thirst cycle continues, and you just wait. Instead of having to just sit there in a really uncomfy chair in front of a, a bunch people at airports oh, are... Oh, don't get me started. I understand their anxiety. I really do. Trust me. But at the same time, God, man, people at airports are, like, on the swivel all day long. It's so weird. Um, I made eye contact... With the guy uh, in front of me when we were boarding the plane, and he gave me like I will murder you if you take my window seat vibes, and I was like, oh my god, yeah, and and everybody will like look at people and then look at me away immediately, and I'm also like that. I'm not gonna cap, but I don't do it sus like they do it. They look like they're like. They like have an earpiece and they're like, yeah, yeah, I got the target. He's right here, sir. He's sitting in the I got the target. Four, this four. is the coordinates. F4, F4. Launch the airstrike. And I'm always just like, dog, chill, man. Like, what's going on? Like, what's going on? But I have met cool people at the airport. I've met a couple people, cool people at airports. And it's, I swear, airports, people at airports, whenever they're cool or they're hot or they're pretty or they're nice or whatever, it's like. It's so Leading. sad that we will part ways after this, yep. and I will never ever see you ever again. Mm-hmm. Like we were it's destined to crazy, say goodbye. Crazy, bro. I swear, every now and then I go to an airport, and I'm like, I lock eyes with a girl, and I'm like, is she the one? She's sitting at gate. Oh, she's going to Utah. God, no. <laughs> then I find one on my flight, and I'm like, do I actually go talk to her? She's cute. Mm-hmm. Who are you again? There was this Dang. one time, I don't remember now because it's been so long, but um, my dad was sitting next to this girl on a flight, uh, and my mom and my brothers were in another set of seats. Me, him, and this girl were there, and he was talking to her, and she was like 27 or something. Right. She was, I can't remember how old she was. All I know is she was way too old for me, <laughs> but she was really pretty. And my dad was, like, talking really... Because he's a salesman. He knows how to talk to people. So he's talking. And all of a sudden, my dad's like, hey, meet my son. And then I start talking to her. And then my dad's like, hey, why don't y'all keep talking? Because he had to go deal with something with my mom. So he switched seats with me. So he was on the aisle talking to my mom. And I was talking to this girl. And I think I was going through some, like, um, relationship stuff in my elementary school phase. I think this might have been around then. Mm -hmm. So I was like, I was asking, I was like, how do you talk to girls? And I asked her, like, so many questions because I was like, you're a girl. Perfect. You're, you're a girl. So, you know, you're a girl. Um, and by the way, you're, you're uh, what? Uh, so I kept asking her, like, these stupidly embarrassing questions and stuff that I, I had to just get off my chest. Weird, like, corny movie stuff, right? Oh, God. And she probably thought I was just, like, some cute, dumb, dumb kid, right? Yeah. Um, but at the end of the flight, she gave me her number. And she was like, text me whenever you want. Anytime you have a question, just let me know. And I did. I think I texted her a couple times afterward because I was like, hey. Do you still have her number? Yeah, I think I do, but I don't remember her name. So finding her in my contact is going to suck. Um, Bro, I don't care what you have for next week. You are <laughs> sitting there and going through every single hey, number. Dude, she could until be you like find her one and then you text of thousands her of Fatimas. No, or she no. could be like a F that, Jennifer. Bro. F that, bro. You're going to find her. You're going to text her and be like, hey, I don't think you remember me. My name is blah, blah, blah. Uh, we met a long time ago, blah, 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 blah. I want you to know 
that I have a girlfriend and I used your uh I gotta advice. let her know that I won. And you're like, you think, you're like, I, uh, I don't know if you're still in Texas or not, but I would love to meet up and thank you, uh, uh, coffee, something, mm-hmm. like dinner, whatever it is. I want to thank you for the advice. She's probably I became gonna be a better like, man. Who? Who are you? Huh? I have a boyfriend and two kids. Can you stop talking to me? There's a probably random number. at this stage, because she was like 20-ish. I think she, she wasn't my age. She was definitely okay, you like were in elementary school, bro. Because I remember she had she was like a imagine like Jessica Alba. Oh, okay, like I imagine that all day. Adria Aruha. Sure. The one from Morbius. Oh, okay. Um, but she had a lot of not a lot of piercing, but she you know, she had like you know the the, the cool ones. Uh huh. And she was wearing like a pink tank top. Oh, you remember this? Like a not not a pink pink like red pink, um, but and not not a thin one, a very like uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, more. Mm-hmm covered one not not in a weird way but like it was no no uh no spaghetti strap and i think it was like she was wearing the, the fit was she was wearing like a little cardigan not a cardigan what like jacket. you know like pimp people wear like the fuzzy thing i don't know what that's called but she was wearing like a fuzzy jacket that looked like that because she was wearing a tank top and sure she looked 27 i'd say with all of that information combined she would probably be like 27 or something so right now she yeah she'd probably, like she probably be with, married with a yeah. kid 22 Okay, listen, as a kid, you think everyone's old. This was mid-2000s, though. So think about that fit back then mean that you were older. You wouldn't... As a kid, kids didn't wear that. Your, your idea of 27-year-olds, you actually don't know how old a person is, okay? You think she's like 27, she ends up being like 18, because you think her babysitter's 85, and she's actually like 14. Well, there's a lot of variables. She was a flyer, so if she was 22, she's middle of college flying by herself. Which Did I, she say she was in middle of college? I guess. No, but if she's 22, then she would be college age... Flying by herself, which is nowadays that's more common, but I don't remember was back she in, in the a day. I think she had a boyfriend because mm. she was telling me all this advice relative to something, probably. Maybe you never know, um, bro. Go find her number, bro. I t- there's no way I could on the toilet. Out. Just go and like, but that was a little bit. That experience was the most like cool experience I've ever had in an airport. Every other time, I've literally been like bomb diffusing a woman's baby with her, like trying mm-hmm. to like help her calm down, or just like trying to keep my eyes closed and pretend that the kid kicking my seat is not like in punchable distance. I've never wanted to like actually physically harm a person more than when they kick my seat when I'm unconscious. If I'm conscious, I can deal with it. It's like a free massage. Yeah, but when I'm unconscious. Oh my god! They wake up, knock the baby out, I go do, back to sleep. Ibrahim, I could do a backflip over those seats, freaking bop the kid on the top of the head, and then just walk back to my chair. His parents probably wouldn't care. They would probably thank me. Be like, thank you for hitting our son. Be like, please, man, we needed that. You want to do that? You want to do that again? Want, I'll put I'll like a fifteen minute you. timer. Uh, just, just you know, uh, I'll go to the over. bathroom. I got another head. Yeah, no, I won't see nothing. I don't mind how to say. I don't know what happened. You know, that's actually that actually happens. Every person who I've tutored, they're like, dude, if you need to like yell at my kid, go for it. Like, if you need to like discipline, and I'm like, I'm like, low key, um, I tell them, I'm like, that's not my job. I'm only here to teach them. And they're like, yeah, but like, you, if you need to, just do it. Just yell at them. I feel like a lot of parents are too scared of doing all this stuff mm-hmm. to their kids. So they're like, you, if you, if you want to do it, you, 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 you go ahead because I, I pay you and uh, you're not going to be here all the time. So if you're a target. They're not going to have trauma from you. They're going to have trauma from their parents. So if you do it to them. But perfect. little flex. They don't have to pay for therapy. If my students could give me an award, all of them have given me the best human being in the world award. How old are they? Uh, seven, seven, nine, seven. <laughs> so like, you know, that means something. I'm the best human. Their parents exist and they still said I was the best, best human because you're never mind. <laughs> ride your horse buddy ride your horse 
<laughs> okay, what else is what else is on airports? So so you're waiting in your gate. You get to your gate. You lock eyes with a uh, a beautiful stranger. I remember this chick. She uh, flying back from California. The arm of her handbag was not going down, and she was like so annoyed. She called her boyfriend. Her boyfriend couldn't help. As soon as I saw she had a boyfriend, I'm like I'm not helping you. <laughs> Simple. I'm not helping you. You deal with it by yourself. But there was a, like a whole hawking team flying back with us from hockey Austin. team. Yeah. What the? Really like high school hockey or something like that, and they were all like trying to help her, like push her like her baggage down, oh. like her a little handle down. And I was like, I, I'm gonna be honest, you're gonna have to hit it with something a lot stronger. And she turns Amen. around, and looks at me, and I'm like, you're gonna have to hit it with something a lot stronger than just our, our jock boys over here. He rolls up his sleeves. And you nah, need bro, an engineer. No, nah, bro. As I was sitting there and saying that, I was sipping my sprite, and I was like, that's not gonna work. Sip. With my one AirPod in, I'm like, that's not going to work, by the way. She goes, what? Why? I'm like, well, you see, <clears throat> according to uh, the law of thermodynamics, um, whenever that button gets, you know, the little buttons on the side of your, like, um, the little handles? Mm-hmm. You got to push the metal button in, and then it goes down, and each little click, click, click. I was like, yeah, the left one is stuck, but it's under the fabric. You can't push that in. There's no button for you to tip. So you're going to have to either hit it really hard or deal with it. I don't know. And so what she did was she's like, she turned up her, uh, she turned her suitcase upside down and hit it on the floor really hard. What a smart. And then it went in. I'm like. What a smarty. I was like, good night. And she goes, oh my God, thank you so much. Dude, propose she on was, the spot. Dude. I would propose on the spot. That's so smart. The thing is like, she. A whole hockey team and they couldn't figure that out. She. She was different. She was, she was, she, she was not like other girls. She was, she was, she might've been like 24. <laughs> been How like, old would you have been? 17, 18 at the time? No, this was like a couple months ago. <laughs> oh, what? Recent? Yeah. Never mind, dude. She, shoot. She was 25. Shoot, give her a shot, dude. Max, oldest. Just, just like slip. She had a boyfriend. Little piece of paper. Like, hey man, I'm the guy who fixed your handle, by the yeah, way. Hey, by the way. Hey, baby girl. Just remember. Uh, no, no. Just keep me in the back. You know, you know that you do the Drake. You're like, hey, ma, I'm here for you if you ever <laughs> <laughs> And literally, like, I went, like, onto the plane later. I didn't see, She disappeared for a little bit. I went on the plane. <laughs> you're like, um, and later on, like, I see her sitting down. And she looked she looked a lot, like, at, more at ease. Because, like, now, like, she was, like, she was stressed for, like, 30 minutes about her, like, baggage. Because, mm. like, to be honest, I was like, why was her baggage, like, messed up? It was really weird. I don't know what happened to her. But we got on the plane. I see her, like, a lot more relaxed. And I just like, like, I nodded at her. She nodded back at me. I was like, and my head is like a movie. I literally, I started playing a movie in my head. I was like, and they never see each other again. Dun, 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 dun. The next, and you let her go. And the next 35 minute flight, <laughs> or the last time they'll ever see each other. And as the plane lands, that is it. They part their separate ways like Paul Walker and Vin Diesel, and they never meet again. And you let her go. <laughs> you let her go. And she goes, gets picked up by her boyfriend, and Ibrahim goes home. And cries himself to sleep, oh, being single so all over again. Oh man, that's oh, a that's an interesting airport experience. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's an interesting airport experience. But like, it's just like the random like things like that that I'm like, those are the those are the, the good experience, bad experiences, bro. I ain't going to talk Have about. Have you ever been to an airport with dogs in there? Yeah, I had like a dog like, sitting like uh, the lady had like a service dog in front of me. Oh, no, no. I mean, like, it, it was an initiative that happened a couple years ago where there were, like, tension and stress in the airport is already so high. So they said a way to minimize that is they have, like, stress dogs oh. in the airport that you can just go and pet. Supposedly they have them, like, certain high schools as well. Yes. And colleges. I wonder why. But no. um, now uh, that's the thing in airports. I haven't seen – I've only seen, seen, like, two. Um, But I really wish they would bring them back because they're hella cute. Yeah. 
That's interesting. I've always seen like service dogs. I remember there was a service dog on one of my flights. He jumped. Like, the, the flight was like not like too packed. The lady next to her, there was like an empty seat, so the dog would jump on the seat, and then every now and then, like look behind you, that's sick. and I look behind him, and like it'll like stare at me. And I'm like, hi, doggy. What's up, that's bro? Sick, dude. What's up, bro? I'm like, my my mom was asleep next to me, and I was like, hey, bro, what you want to do, huh? Blink, blink. And I was having a stare contest with the dog. It was one time I had a similar situation. I I was sitting in an aisle, and across from me in the other aisle was. Uh, a woman and her service dog was like laying right in the front where like you put your bag under the seat in front yeah, of you yeah. and it was just so cute because i was like man i want that i want a dog i can take everywhere with me. I want a companion yeah i want love anyway uh <laughs> <laughs> call the trick she'll find you a lot she'll tell you how to find a dog she's um, probably a genius right now i don't know bro <laughs> but i i think the one thing that scared me the most when i was a kid about planes was i was like I thought that the animals were just sitting in cages in the, like, storage part of the plane. That's what I saw in movies. Just, like, f- like sliding around in there. Yeah. No, they're, like, they're strapped in there pretty good. Like, they're they're in a spot. I yeah. just didn't think that. So, every time my mom, you know, our parents, the excuses for pets, how many they give. And the one that's like, what are we going to do when we take them on a, on, a, on a flight? And I was like, what? we're taking them on a plane. And they're like, yeah, if we take them on a plane, they're just going to be sitting in the back flying around. And I was like, no, no. The anti gravity just like they're just floating in the back of the Honestly, thing. some cats can actually do that, bro. I cats can defy the laws of physics, so I can't. It's not uh out of the realm of imagination that they, one's they always start, land on their feet. Start doing a Morbius in the, <laughs> in the back of the car. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what's it called? Uh, I was gonna say something, but I forgot. All their Shoot. airport experiences. Oh, one time. Okay, let's talk about the TSA stuff. Okay, one time. When I was going through security, uh, the, the, I went, everything was fine. Uh, everything was going good. I put all my crap in the thing, in the x-ray. And then I went into the metal detector, but it wasn't the normal one. I had to go to the heavy duty one just because of luck. The other one is full. Luck, right. And that's what we're going to call that. In the, yeah. And in the heavy duty metal detector, they caught something on me mm. and they said that there are like metal particles on my hands. Mm. I knew that that morning I had a nosebleed, one of the worst, and my hands probably were just, it was just the iron in my blood, right? Some of it was trace enough because it was a thick bleed that they found it. I tried explaining this to her and she was like, all right, but she like swabbed my, she put like toothpaste or something on my, like some toothpaste thing, not actual toothpaste. And then she swabbed that. She put that in like a freaking scanner, bro. They have like all of CSI back there. Yeah. And then after like 20 extra minutes, which is, I guess, something my parents, they're right. I guess that is something that can happen. After 20 minutes of waiting, they let me go. And I, the entire time was just thinking, this is how I disappear. This is how they pull me off the grid. And this is how I'll never see my family again. No one will ever find Metal me Metal on the hands. And then all of a sudden, I'm shaved bald in like a room with my eyelids taped open. And they're like, okay, okay. Where did you see Al-Qaeda? And I'm like, I don't know Tell what you're talking are. about. Tell me where they are. Where's my doll? Where's <laughs> So that experience really freaked me out. I guess, does this happen to your mom as well? I don't know if she's got like jewelry she can't take off. But my mom has a like, very tight bangles and stuff that mm-hmm. don't come off the wrist anymore. My mom knows like that they goes off or like they not wear those thicker parts. Like, How does she even take them off? My mom can't take them off. I mean, not like the the big like uh, golden circle. Unless whatever, like, she like ones. buttered her hand the night before. Like, like the the metal circles essentially. Like, yeah, bangles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know what they're called in Arabic. But I don't know. What they're, yeah. Um, 
Mama doesn't really wear those anymore. And like certain rings. She and used stuff. to. She used to wear the Bengal things like years ago when I was a child. But I don't think she wears them anymore. She sometimes she'll like wear like a ring or like a like a very easy clasp looking uh, bracelet. But like she rarely ever wears like bracelets anymore. And so it's kind of like like how do what do I get my mother for Mother's Day? She doesn't even wear jewelry anymore. But One, yeah, like my siblings and like stuff like that. Like my sisters, they stop wearing. They they know not that. To wear yeah, that makes more sense. Because yeah. our 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 parents came from a generation where those jewelry that jewelry was just on. It's just always on. It's you go to sleep with it, you wake up with it, use it. So that makes sense. That are we're we're like nah, we got back backup plan. Yeah. I one of my one of my friends, she's a brown girl, has been randomly searched every single time she's been to the airport in the last six years. Well done. And it's really funny because she tells me every time she comes back from a trip, she's like, okay, this is what happened. This is why they searched me. This is what they did. And I'm like, it never makes sense. Mm-hmm. Not one time has it ever made sense. And is how can one person, like one, another one of my friends with the same thing happens, she is hijabi. Mm-hmm. And then this one is not. But I think it's just a statistic because they're brown, somewhat Muslim looking and are women that they have more compartments. So they love randomly searching them. And I'm always so confused because I'm like, I never get random searched. I had a. I am a Muslim man. Yeah, I, I am like the prime terrorist target yeah. or uh, demographic. Why don't target. you search me? But I guess it makes sense because the women also wear the bombs a lot. I had a cousin who <laughs> I, I literally processed in my head. I was like, "What are you saying again?" <laughs> <laughs> it makes <laughs> sense because we talk about this. With our families, yeah. but to people and we who aren't like, part yeah, of the conversation, you and I can joke about this. it doesn't make sense because that's not a concern for their daily lives. But yeah. Anyway, you were, were go ahead. On that same note of explosions, um, I had a cousin who <laughs> I guys, a, I put my drink down and it just straight up started sliding. It's sliding and it's sliding and it's sliding. The gym is here, bro. Oh no! It's that's why the AC has <laughs> been being weird. It don't fall off. Okay. Um, you were saying my cousin he was he went like shooting like the night before or whatever, and so technically I guess like he still had like gunpowder on his hand. I don't know how, oh. what the heck happened to them, but he got like uh, I don't know what his, their excuse was, but they eventually started sw- swabbing his hands, and they found like gunpowder on his like hand, obviously, and like on the, in the test, and they were like, sir. We found traces of gunpowder on your hand. He goes, no, 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 listen, listen. Last night I was shooting with my like my family and stuff like that. And they're like, you went shooting? And he's like, no, 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 listen. Just... And the more he spoke, the worse it got. Because <laughs> how do you explain to TSA that you went shooting and you have like gunpowder on your hands? From How do, how do you have a gunpowder on your hands? And you were with a family. Isn't it just a gun? Isn't the bullets already made? Yeah, no, but like I don't know. Like it's just It just happened. Like I'm not sure how this ended up working, blah, blah, blah. Four hours, they miss his, their, his trip. Blah blah blah. We actually like fully miss everything. Yeah, he missed the trip. Like his oh, family's so his family's sad. sitting outside, but he's like getting interviewed. Oh, that's so sad. And so they're like, okay, well, after the background check, you can go. Go where, bro? <laughs> the flight is gone. That's so. <laughs> Did going he get reimbursed home? for anything? I'm, I think so. Yeah, I think like they ended up getting on his flight and leaving later on. But it's okay. like, it's like, how did I? Huh? No, no, you can't, <laughs> you can't explain yourself. And okay. To the credit of the TSA people, they're not inherently weird. They deal with awful people. Like, right. airport people are awful. They do weird stuff when they get to the security, probably because they're afraid. But, so I can understand them being, like, reserved. Mm-hmm. But then doing that, that's, like, so much work. So tell me, you went shooting, huh? Was it with ISIS or Al-Qaeda, huh? What? I went shooting friends. So your friends are with ISIS or Al-Qaeda? So huh? ISIS or Al-Qaeda, huh? answer my question. Objection! <laughs> Hearsay! Hearsay! 
<laughs> leading? <laughs> I, I, I think it, it... But, okay, there have been times, like, I watched this video where, like, people found freaking ninja stars in people's suitcases. I was actually like, about to say that, like, yeah. A woman that, like, there's, had, like, pictures. a whole uh, bomb thing. Like, yeah. like uh, what's, what's that called? Thermite on her, like, rib or something. There was a video of a guy, he, uh, he wrapped his stomach, right? It's so, like, after you go through the scan, everyone's like, <laughs> why did he wrap his stomach? They took him to the back room, whatever, and he started unwrapping, like, his stomach and, like, the, the whatever. He's like, no, bro, I got a tattoo under there. And the security guard's like, the TSA guard's like, mad smart. You bro. got a tattoo on there? Mad smart. And you got, and you know, tattoos, usually they put like the, the plastic wrap, like yeah, the Yeah, they put like stuff, the, right? the kitchen thing. This guy put like the, the, the heavy duty, like I just broke my leg, like cast stuff on his uh, stomach, right? Mm. And they're like, oh, so why'd your, uh, why'd your tattoo parlor uh, artist put this instead? I don't know, bro. I'm, I ain't no tattoo artist, bro. He just, he just someone wrapped myself with this, bro. Don't mess with my tattoo. He goes, you know what? Take off his shirt real quick for me. So he took off his shirt. They're looking at his quote-unquote tattoo. And they're like, uh-huh. You know what? I, I want to look at the tattoo. I want to get myself a tattoo as well. So they start unpe- They start peeling off the thing. It's like, hey, bro, if you mess with my tattoo, I'm suing you. I'm suing you. He, un- he unwraps the, the, stu- the thing around his stomach and waist. And it's just like loads of money just duct taped to my guy's chest. And the security guy's like, what's this? He's like, this is my tattoo. <laughs> he's like, you're sticking to it? <laughs> his li- he's Man sticking to his sticking lives. to his guns. And so they, what start, a guy. they start taking off like the, the, the racks of like money. And they're like, the guy's like, why are you messing up my tattoo, bro? And we're like, what are you smoking? And they're like, okay, buddy. Okay. And they took off like, you know in the movies where you see like just like, like a stack Wads. duct tape, like just a wad duct tape mm. to like your stomach. They were just peeling it off. Oh like, it was just God. around his whole, like, insane. stomach. Like, no, bro, my tattoo. My tattoo, That's bro. insane. Why would, why would someone need to fly and carry that much hard cash on them? Because it's illegally, then they broke and they stole it or something. Yeah, but, like, why would you... Okay, okay. And if you put it into your bank, the bank's going to be like, how would you just get $500,000? That is true. That is true. But I think there are better ways of concealing that much money than literally duct taping it to yourself. You can check in a bag, and they rarely ever check what's in the bag. Unless they like, there's, don't, like, they a don't red check flag. carry-ons, like, as thoroughly. So I mean, what they, you can they do is you can, the scanner. you can, like, if you got a big enough bag that wasn't too large for the, uh, whatever that thing is called, the, the tray. The overhead thing. Yeah, yeah, the overhead. Then you can just, like, put normal crap but on they, the outside and put the stuff, the middle port with all of your cash. So then it just looks like. No, they still see the cash. They see through a lot. Like, I've actually, like, seen behind the, the different uh, cameras that they have in there. They have, like, infrared, they have x-ray, they have a bunch of... Bro, I'm telling you, they see a lot. Dude. Like they, they, there's, a, there's a TikTok. I don't know if uh, I can find it or not. There's a guy at TSA, and everyone, like, submits, like, requests. Oh, can you try duct taping, like, for example, like, a knife? He's like, let's see if we can hide a knife through these cameras. He spends all of his TikToks trying to find things that would, like, actually, like... That's sick. And so he would be like, okay... That's awesome. Some random TikTok uh, once, like, uh, put it in a sock and then, like, duct tape it, like, six times layers. And he was like, all right, bet. He puts a knife in a sock. Duct tapes it a lot, throws it into the X-ray machine. You can still see the knife as but, clear as day. But then, like the like, my mom will literally pack an entire Thanksgiving in her thing, and no, it'll never get. Is checked. it closed or is it open? I think it's closed for the most then it's, part. The, like, no, it one it's if it's but food, then, no one cares. But then, but then, like my mom will have like a little lotion bottle that's just one ounce too many for this. Too much. Like throw it out. you, bro, we gotta take this. We gotta Illegal. dump this whole thing out. That one ounce could be uh, uh, a C4 powder. I don't know. Yeah, that is true. One time. So this this is my scary other TSA story. I got a present from uh, my dad. Uh, if any of y'all have seen Doctor Who, I got a sonic screwdriver. Um, and for reference, no um, here I'll show you a picture of me. Uh, y'all I've can, never once watched Doctor Who. Never once cared. Y'all can Google this. 
I got the one um, from Matt Smith as the doctor. So this is what it looks like. Oh, this, remember, I brought it to school. Yeah, yeah. So it's like you know, it's basically a sci-fi device. It looks opens like a lightsaber doors. bottom. It, it's it's really like the size of a pen. It's really small. It opens doors. It's not a weapon at all. Yeah. And it's a toy too, so it's not even real. And it was in my bag. And the I was getting pulled over in the TSA, and they were like, "Sir, is this a bomb trigger?" And Dang. I was like, I was like, I, I you can, terrorist I can assure bro. you, I can assure you, it's just a toy. I and I, I was like, I'll press the button. <laughs> press the button. <laughs> I was like, guys, listen, I promise. And I was like freaking out. My parents were doing the actual like you know stripping part of CSA, so they were worried with that they couldn't come help me. I'm usually always first. Mm-hmm. And the only thing that saved me was another guy in TSA watched Doctor Who, so he came over and he was like. No, no, I, I've seen this toy before. He, it's just a thing from a TV show. He's good, and I was like, "Thank you thank so you much, sir. You, you saved my life." Because I really wanted to bring this for the vacation, and I didn't think it was going to be that big of a deal. But then, in the TSA X-ray, they were like, "Hmm, what's this thing what? with a bunch of electronics on the inside?" Granted, I can see how if you've never seen the show before, yeah, it looks. It kind of looks like a bomb trigger. Yeah. But let's be real. When you Google this, guys, if you look at it, it looks like a bougie bomb trigger, bro. You have to, like, really... You use a copper and, like, gold really and, like, must be in thing. the bombs yeah. if you make your bomb trigger look like this. It looks more like a laser pointer than a bomb it trigger. It looks like a laser pointer. That's yeah. that's what I was thinking. I was like, dog, it's just a toy. It just lights up. It's cool. Oh, let me show you. <laughs> let me show you. Boom. Let me show you. Um, so that was, that was my... Have you ever been, uh, like, the, actually accused of any, like, sussy stuff? The weirdest, like, time I've been stopped before at an airport, like, for something I had in my bag... Was we were flying to Egypt uh, a couple years ago, and um, we were renovating the house like because we haven't been there in a while. We haven't been there in eight years, like that time. So we're like, okay, we need to renovate a little bit. So for some reason, we took a measuring tape with us, and they put it in my bag. I didn't even know my parents put it in my bag. I'm just a kid at that point. I was like, oh well, whatever. And so they go. I go through security and everything, check in, and. They're like, and this is an Egyptian uh, security guard. He's speaking to me in Arabic and everything. And I'm very confused. I'm like, why am I getting stopped? Blah, 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 blah. My mom's like, she's done with her security check. So she's coming with me. And the guy's like, why is this in your bag? I'm like, what? It's a measuring tape. Like, why is it a big, why is it a big deal? They're like, no, this could kill someone. I'm like, a measuring tape? I guess, well, it's, granted, it's like going to the metal ones, or like, you know, we use in, in, in high school, blah, 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 like the metal ones. The heavy-duty kind of The heavy-duty ones, ones, right? Because I was like, that's the ones we have at home. What, what are you going to want me to use, like, a sewing machine one, where it's like flimsy and doesn't do anything? He's like, no, because the edges on this can slit someone's wrists or neck or something. I looked at him, and I was like, have you ever slit your finger with a measuring tape? He's like, no, but you can I, th- I literally had it in my hand. I tried cutting myself. I'm like, how? how? <laughs> I literally started cutting my hand with a measuring tape. I was like, how, bro? How? 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 And he's like, no, you can't take it. My mom was like. He was still gung-ho even though you like, yeah, demonstrated no, it to And him. his like his manager's boss came. My mom was like, this is the dumbest thing on earth. It's literally measuring tape. And like my dad finished the CSA. Everyone in my family finished. We come and this guy's arguing with my parents. And my mom was like, my dad was like. Y'all are on, bro. Take keep it. We don't, go buy another one for like five, like less than five dollars, bro. Keep it. Y'all are idiots. And my mom was like, she walked. She was like, she turned back around. Like in a movie, she's like, she said something in Arabic. I think she was pretty much like customer or something. She's like, you're an idiot. And she just kept walking. I'm like, 
See, this is all because no one told me that. This is in my bag. But, like, it was, like, the randomest thing I've ever gotten stuff for. That is really weird. Imagine Have you ever cut yourself with, like, a measuring tape? Like, the ones heavy-duty metal ones? I can understand his concern because it I does seem I understand like it, can, it, but, like, that's just... But I don't think I've ever practically hurt myself. I started cutting myself <laughs> with, with, the, with, the, uh, with the thing and I didn't cut myself. Like, I tried. We messed around with them a lot in school. And I've never once myself. And I don't myself. think I've ever actually... Yeah, I don't think I've actually done it. So. If anything, I'll just sit on, like, the airplane and be like, ooh, nine inches. Mm, but that's it, like... Yeah, I have to measure really important things. Man. I would take it and try to annoy people on the flight, like say how long I can reach it and like tap someone in the front Bro, before it breaks. That's what I would do. Imagine if you were playing a game with like the entire plane, where you're at the back of the plane and you're trying to get the measuring tape to the, the front, front of the plane, and they're all like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, yeah it's working, no, go again, go again." That would be so fun. That, that, that's I, what I would do. I've seen planes like that where like the 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 announcer guy is really cool. Yeah. And and all the people are like actually kind of fun so like the whole plane can like enjoy like something there's cool. a video that like went really uh that blew up of like a guy doing the whole like uh, announcement thing before takeoff and like um disney voices oh, or like goofy or something that's like that sick. and it was like the funniest thing around. i was like yeah, why can i have something like that i, I know was... my guys are always like oh Done. That's it. Like it's I was like speaking in Morse code. It's like beep 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 beep. Yeah, supposedly like all those beeps, beep, like they beep, the beep, flight beep, attendants beep, know beep, what they beep. mean or something. Yeah, it's SOS of some or it's like, SOS Morse of some. It's like something. two like two dots is like okay, like uh, ready for takeoff. Three <laughs> dots is like okay, now you can walk around. That's weird. But I'm like okay, fire, fire. I've always fire. wondered what like air traffic controllers or like those guys on the ground with the sticks, like how they how they do their job. One of my friends Seems has kind of cool. One of my friends works uh, has that as a job. Actually, at uh, Lowfield. It's pretty sick. And I'm like that's like coolest thing on earth yeah i know dude imagine like it doesn't seem like it pays you much but like that's like a, i think it's gonna pay you like no you're like, cool on I paper they were hiring for like 12 or 13 an hour and then he's gonna pay like 15 because he's been there for a little while it's not bad that seems low though yeah like but that's it's low. lower than like retail i mean no retail but they're doing like hard stuff like i got paid 15 at lowe's that's what i'm saying yeah that's like why would you? Why would you pay someone who sits behind a cash register the same amount of money as someone who's like in front of planes? Because like, he's doing it every now and then. I mean, yeah, I guess maybe that's. He's not. Thing. He's not unloading the, like luggage. He's, not, he's just like beep lights X. Okay, turn off. Gotta let you go. Bye. Mm, I see. Well, it's not like too much of the work, I guess. I don't know. I see. A flight attendant, though. I want to be a flight attendant. If I did online school, I'd probably be a flight attendant. <sighs> if planes did not like if moving objects did not f with my motion sickness i would have loved to be a flight attendant bro i would have oh. been a freaking sick flight attendant yeah except it's also so claustrophobic like american airlines their lanes are like so tiny like those little carts that they've got oh i would get so frustrated yeah actually maybe not have you ever been to the cabin on the top no i really want to try someday it seems really cool maybe yeah later but the biggest like bougiest looking um airplane i've ever been on it was like an emirates one mm. but it wasn't like the really like cool bougie ones it was just like a really big emirates uh airplane mm. and i just like i just i remember sitting there and i'm like this is this is the height of luxury this is it right this here peak. and then i walked past first class on my way out i'm like this is the height of like what the heck is yeah. this this is dope oh my god yeah international flights they remind you you're like oh yeah this is not oh, man. This is my. this? I I my favorite airline ever. I might be getting this wrong. Correct me, guys, if if I am. Um, but it's Virgin Airlines, mm-hmm. and I think that the purple one. I think it's red, isn't it? Whichever one is the purple one, I, I think it's Virgin. 
because I remember the name was some completely weird. But I remember their lanes are like huge. They have like really cool Is screens. It European? No, it was American for sure. Or like I got on the flight in America. Lufthansa. And and they had like purple lights in the lane, and it was like a nice open space. There were TVs on the frontmost wall and the backmost wall. It was very arid. It was like or um uh, airy. It was nice and uh, circulated. It was just a mu- and the seats were really comfy. It was a really really cool plane experience. And the it, it's not as expensive. As Virgin Airlines is this, right? Yeah 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 yeah. yeah. This is what I'm talking about. Bro, Emirates has this. With the purple lights and everything. Yeah, no, when I was on Emirates, they had this. And I was like, all the purple lights and stuff. I'm like, this is nice. I've never been on it. I don't think I've ever been on an Emirates flight. I think I've been like one or twice. I think this trip that I'm going to be taking in the summer, I might might be on an Emirates at some point. So I'll I'll check back with you guys. We'll do a bathroom review. Of the plane review. Of the plane review. Yo. (laughs) Uh, Let me see. Emirates Airlines. Emirates Airlines was kind of like cool. Like it was, it was such a vibe. It was like, the food was also pretty good. Well, there's like gold. Yeah, there's like the goldish, khaki-ish flavor thing. Yeah, those, those are some cool airplane attendants, man. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I like the little like that. I like the little like white. Uh, I'd wear that, thing. bro. That's such a sick hat. That's sick, bro. That's sick, dude. And then Turkish Airlines. I think my. I remember as a kid, I used to go a lot on Lufthansa. Lufthansa. What's that? Lufthansa. Oh, Lufthansa. L L U F T S Tenza. Let me see if I can spell it correctly. Yeah. Luft. Hansa. Yeah, there it is. I don't know if I'm saying it correctly or not. Oops, not flights. I'm trying to look at the pictures. Um, Lufthansa. 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 Oh! This like a private jet! But Sick! Like, I, I haven't been on one of these flights in a long time. They used to give you like little like toys you can play with as like a little child or like things like that, but like I haven't been on one of these in a while. Bro, did you know that they named the first airplane after Bibi Fatima? Nope. That was like a big news on like Al Jazeera and everything. My mom was like, yo, they finally did it. I was like, okay. And she was like, no, you don't understand how significant <laughs> this is. And I was like, this is big. Be happy. I was like, it's just a plane. And she was like, yeah, but it's like it, it, the name. It's like, it's an Arabic. It's like on the plane. It's so cool. And I was like, yeah, that's pretty cool. I guess. <laughs> Dude, Turkish Airlines, Emirates and Lufthansa almost have like the same logo. I'm pretty sure they have the same manufacturer and everything. Like else look too. at the logo, right? On the back of the plane. Yeah. Right. And then. Oh, yeah. And then, and then, and then. Where is Lufthansa? Ooh. Lufthansa. It's very oh, close. Yeah. I guess the Middle East just likes birds for their planes. I mean, no, Lufthansa is German or like European of some sort. Oh, that actually also makes sense. Yeah. <sighs> okay. Well, I think we can definitely talk about this for long, but I have somewhere to be. Yes. And uh, I did not actually think we could talk about airports this long. There's definitely more on the list. Um, so we'll make this a two-part. You actually have to go to an airport. Yeah, I also have to go to an airport. Yeah. So we'll, uh, we'll bring this back and we'll talk about this next time. I hope you guys enjoyed. Uh, please check out the Instagram, uh, check out the other podcasts if you want. Uh, definitely let us know what you think and share with your friends, your family, your your girlfriends, your mother, your, uh, international love life. You're the random chick you meet at an airport. Yeah. Yeah. Talk to them because you never know. Yeah, bro. Honestly, you never, never know. Send it, bro. You never know. She might fall in love with you before you fall in love with her. Yeah. Or you might just get some banging airport food. Or she might give you really good advice and then you'll get a girlfriend. That's true. Look at my man Assad over here, bro. He talked Mm -hmm. to one girl and suddenly he has all of them. Anyway, thank y'all for listening. All right. We'll see you in the next one. Ta-ta. Bye.